Hello and welcome to the podcast Invest in You. We are already up to episode 95 and today we've got a special guest from uh, the UK, uh, Kevin Harris. And uh, we also got Ivan here as a host. Yes, uh, Dad mentioned I'm kind of Charlie's stunt double. <laughs> yeah, so Charlie's not in the room today, but we'll just launch anyway. So how are you today, Kevin? Very good. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Perfect. I'm loving the haircut. And, and for the future, uh, evergreen content is fantastic. So this is recorded during the, the peak of the corona period. And uh, I guess you're working a bit from home, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, for us, to be honest, it's, it's pretty similar. It's just business as usual, really, because I'm used to what I've worked from home for about the last 10 years. So uh, for me, it's been kind of fairly, you know, yeah, business as usual. Yeah. Cool. Right. So people have no idea. You bump into them in a, in a short, in a meeting, uh, and they ask you, what do you do? What do you respond to that trick question? Or who are you? Uh, well, I run, I now run an education company. I've pivoted like so many people through through this, uh, this summer, really. I now run an education company, uh, and we specialize in creating online experiences for teens uh, that are going to motivate them, build the confidence, get them moving, uh, give them really good study skills, and put them as part, build them into um, a motivated community of like-minded teens yeah. ready to get back to uh, to school in September. Yeah, I love the, the English word pivot just because it can mean so many different things. Where did you come from? You've got a fantastic story yeah, well, I, I wasn't doing anything like that, but actually, or it doesn't sound like it, but actually when you kind of go through, it's been amazing as I've looked through some of the things that I've done, that actually I'm really well suited to doing exactly that. So I've done a whole range of things with IBM over the years. Um, so I, I did a lot of stuff, you know, 12 years ago, maybe we, you might want to dig into this. So that's kind of quite interesting. So the, the, uh, I, I did a lot of stuff in virtual worlds with IBM before kind of iPhones and, and mobile internet turned off, uh, you know, uh, became so big. Everybody was wondering what's the next big thing. And a lot of people think, is it virtual? Is it 3D? And so every man and his dog in IBM had a, a, a Second Life project. Uh, Second Life is, uh, for those who haven't, uh, are not initiated, it's kind of like a 3D game where you can meet other people. Yeah. But there's no game. It's just a world where you can build stuff, build shops, build whatever you want. Yep. So it's kind of like a higher resolution version of Minecraft yep. that you can, I don't know, it's, it's hard to describe. But it's it's just a place to be. Uh, and, and in some way, you know, we were, so I, I got a job. I managed to land a job doing that as opposed to just a little side project. Uh, and I was IBM's de facto virtual world expert in running events. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that that was one of my uh, interesting things. Um, what else were done? I, I then later on went to be director of digital experience at George P. Johnson, which is one of the world's largest business events companies. Yeah, um, and I later went back to IBM and had done a live a lot of live streaming events, uh, and again creating online digital experiences. So you know I'm quite well positioned to how to engage people online. Uh, yeah, because there's a certain skill to that, what works online, what doesn't, and so on. Sounds like you've got, got an absolute uh, future-proof uh, path set. Shoot your shoes. Yeah. yeah. I, what were you doing <laughs> 10 minutes ago? I was playing Minecraft. Oh, really? There you <laughs> online. go. Online. 
<laughs> yeah. Why not pay to do something like that like 12 years ago? You know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Just before we, we pushed recording, we spoke about some things that happened like the last century, but we, we won't bore you with those things. Love the audience. Yeah. Right. So you had a question about well, the, the TEDx thing. What yeah, was I was really interested in your TED talk because you were talking about memory techniques. Can you, for children specifically, can you elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, in fact, that's actually what got, because I've, I've often wondered to do something around memory techniques because it's something that isn't really taught or known. And yet when you learn it, you think, why on earth don't they teach this? And in fact, in the Middle Ages, um, uh, intelligent people would have been taught this. You know, if you had a tutor or something, you'd have probably been taught this. And then it just fell out of fashion. Um, and, and it's one of those things, you kind of, you know, when you learn to, you joined up writing or you learn to type, suddenly you realize there's such a better way of doing something that you did all the time. Uh, and then you think, well, why wouldn't you teach a child to do, join up writing or, or, you know, and some kids don't learn how to type. Well, it's kind of like that. Once you learn it, you think, what, what? I was, I was almost angry that nobody had ever taught me this or, or made me aware that it, it existed. And, and I thought, I've often thought that the people who would benefit most from uh, having a really good memory, especially given that the method that's used is very creative rather than rote learning, which is like the exact opposite. It's like hitting your head with a hammer. Um, are, are kids, you know, who has to pass exams? Who has to kind of learn large amounts of information? Well, it's kids and it'd be perfectly suited to that. So that's actually what I started with this summer, you know, before I, as I was thinking about how to pivot, I was thinking, well, maybe there's something there I could do something around memory techniques. And that's really what got me thinking, well, that's a very niche thing. Some people would be interested in that, and I'm interested in exploring that later on. But there's a much bigger pain here around this coronavirus thing, um, which again, maybe we can dig into that a little bit. But yeah, so the, so I uh, because I uh, I was so keen on memory techniques, and I'd seen such good results with my kids, uh, I managed to uh, get a place uh, doing a TEDx talk about it, which I think has now been seen by about ten thousand times. So it's quite pleased about it. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, we'd love to leave golden nuggets with uh, the audience. Is there some quick win memory technique you can share with us? Yeah, so, so basically the, 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 the idea of memory techniques is that we're really good at memorizing things. We're really good, actually, at memorizing places, uh, stories, and um, vivid images. And so what you do is you encode uh, a, a piece of difficult information to learn and you turn that into a vivid image, you kind of store it mentally in a particular place, uh, in, in the, you, you picture that thing happening in a place, and then you, you, you create, a, um, uh, you do lots of those, and you move between them to create a journey, which in effect is creating a story. So, um, you know, and again, you can see my TED, TED talk, maybe put it in the link to, to which yep. uh, I actually go through a little sample uh, rather, than, rather than sharing it here. People go and have a look at the TED talk. But it, it's, um, uh, and there are even simpler things than that, which are good for shorter things like shopping lists. Uh, you can, uh, you don't necessarily have to put it in a place in your mind. You can almost create a story and link the actual things together. That's called a linked list. Um, there, there's lots of different a lot of people, what, what they think of as memory techniques are things like mnemonics, um, which are, you know, maybe an acronym, Richard of York gave battle in vain to remember the rainbow or something like that. Yeah. And, and they all use sort of this idea, but most of the ideas only use one of those elements as where the so-called memory palace technique uses all three 
to make this amazingly powerful memory system. Um, and like, and it's like it, the way it feels when you learn it, it's like you've got, you were on windows and now somebody's uploaded Mac OS. It, it feels like that. It's, it's like, Oh my goodness. I didn't know my brain worked like that. You know? Yeah, sounds like something you can use while you're still in chemistry at the moment, over the summer, perhaps. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, can have a why, and what I say about in that TED Talk, what, what really got me interested was not so much, oh, this is cool, although that is cool, what excited me about it, and, and, um, and I guess why I want to include it in this summer camp and, and some of the other things is because people have sometimes asked me, well, you know, do you have to be interested in the thing that you're learning about to uh, for it to work and what we found is obviously the you do have to be a little bit interested because otherwise you wouldn't bother memorizing it right you know there is a little bit of effort involved so you, you wouldn't bother but what we found is actually the reverse is true that if you uh, so for example if you wanted to memorize sections of the periodic table you might actually find that you're quite interested in chemistry and you actually want to learn about those elements and what they do and how they interact because because you learn it in such a creative way. It's like a wake-up call to the brain. Your brain is now curious and intrigued by the things that you've just stuffed in there because yeah. the technique itself is so creative. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds like worthwhile to Google, right? Yeah, it's all about <laughs> making it interesting. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And it's like giving your brain a reason to give it attention yeah yeah right so um moving on then to uh changing career and so on many people listening to this they they might consider a change they might have now woken up to the new reality might have have to change um, what's your experience um good and bad linked to like changing directly quite quite uh, large so to speak yeah i think I think it's a really difficult time, isn't it, for everyone? And everybody's experiencing something different. But I, I think even if you're having a good pandemic, if that's a right, you know, is a, if that's a uh, not too crass a phrase, that the people around you are not, you know, that generally speaking, the whole world has had this kind of really weird shock. Uh, and there's a kind of a, a just a natural grief process that people go through that where there's a loss, because even if they're all right, they still can't go and see other people and so on. So I think we've all, I'd be surprised if most people haven't had some kind of wobbly days, you know? I, I mean, I am a really up person, and I had I had two days over the over the last three months where I didn't get out of bed till lunchtime. And like, that has never happened to me before. And I thought, oh my goodness, if I'm feeling like that, then how are, you know, other people feeling? Because, you know, I just, I, I just kind of felt this sort of hopelessness um uh, and uh just how's it going to work you know my business had gone really well and i was finding it a little bit difficult before the whole coronavirus thing had happened um and then you know then companies just weren't externally spending and it was just like overnight like so many people have found it's like uh, and and you know that's a shock to the system thankfully i am part of uh the key person of influence course that uh, you know which is how we connected i know you've done that in the past and that is been such a good community um and i think when i first joined that you know it's quite an expensive course for if you're a small business it's not a small investment you know it's several thousand pounds 
And uh, I, I thought it was going to be all about the learning and that the community was a little sort of side thing. And I think the reverse is true. The community, it's, if they hadn't taught us anything, the community alone would be worth that. And the learning on top is fantastic. And you've got this kind of shared language. So I think uh, for anyone at this time, if you're not already plugged in, especially if you're a business person, if you're not plugged into a business community, you've got to do that like immediately. Go and find some people who are fired up because that community is full of people who are uh, pivoting like crazy. They're taking their businesses online. They, they're seeing new opportunity because when something changes, yeah. you see new opportunity. And one of the things I've been learning over the, the summer is that um, – you may well have heard that heard that phrase that phrase that um, resource isn't a resource unless you're resourceful enough to use it. Um, you know, there's a great story where you know crude oil used to bubble out of the ground, and it was just like this black goo until somebody figured out how to refine it, and somebody built the car, right? And suddenly, this black goo becomes black gold. You know, sand becomes microchips etc and so you know this massive change is actually i'll stop in a sec but just i'll explain in a minute maybe how how i see that for what why i've done what i've done but you know that big change always brings massive opportunity as well yeah yeah i'd like to look back there to to the community aspect of things and also praising really proactive behavior so we connected really early on on your journey in that community just because you are not afraid of the of the secret device called the telephone. So yeah. we very early on texted, and then we did the unusual thing actually to interact and speak. And on the back of that, you many ideas flourished in, in either direction. And it's just, just a massive reminder to all of us out here. The phone is very useful. You don't need to possibly set up a time, schedule. Yeah a call, which is nowadays a very much common place. You can actually pick up the phone and, and call someone and they might pick up. You never know. And yeah. um, you never know what that leads to in the end either. Well, are you, you were brilliant. I mean, I, I posted on that community uh, it's a Facebook group. I said, I, you know, I could do with some help with, I can't remember what it was, but uh, some help with something. And you were like straight on there. Yeah, I'm happy to talk to you about that. And it was like seven o'clock at night, which for you is probably even eight o'clock at night. You were like, yeah, I'm happy to help. Do you want to talk now? And I was like, yeah, great, fantastic, <laughs> and uh, which is amazing. So, you know, really appreciated that. Um, and, and that's what I found that community to be like, that they're really supportive, very encouraging. And, and something Daniel Priestley, who leads that group, said, when you've got a new idea, go and talk. Before you do anything, go and talk to 30 real people. Uh, and I have proved that I, I did have an idea. I was all excited about it because the, the, the trouble over things like KPI, key personal influence, is that you you end up it, it sparks loads of ideas. And if you're not careful, if you're an ideas guy like me, you ping off in a million different directions. And he said, look, before you do anything, go and talk to thirty real people. And that I think for anyone who's a creative uh, it is brilliant. It's a brilliant discipline because if you can't be bothered to talk to thirty real people you probably shouldn't be doing the idea anyway. Yeah, um, not, not spend another year to plan a launch either uh, or, or yeah. two that many people do. And actually, people can absolutely listen in to Daniel uh, Priestley on a previous episode as well if you go, go back to, to March uh, early this year. So yeah, uh, Daniel, I highly recommend following him uh, and he shares good content with good books as well. Speaking yeah. about books, Kevin, 
how do you relate to writing a book? Uh, well, I uh, part of that course is a challenge. Oh, not, to not on the spot. I'm sorry. Oh, please carry on. No, no, that's fine. I, I, and so with this new pivot, um, I am. Uh, well, I'm really excited actually because one of the one of the great things about running uh, effective training course is I can I really want to share loads of ideas that I've had, some material I've developed before. Actually, I like developed this whole time an energy management system that I'm going to share with teens as well. It's all based on colors, so it's kind of nice and easily, you know, visual and so on. So hopefully it's kind of easy to get. I was explaining to a head teacher I know, and she said, oh, we're teachers need, but teachers like colors. We could do that. And and so I'm going to have a whole load of content. Uh, and it, it, it's been really interesting because I've literally just finished the KPI course, which I had done for my previous business. And so I'm kind of intrigued to see how my, it's almost like a mental challenge, how fast and I go and go through that, all those, you know, things, uh, one after the other. So you start with pitch, profile, uh, product, publish partnerships, right? Well, I've actually built loads of partnerships in like a week for this thing. It's been amazing. Um, loads of partnerships. What I'm going to create is load of, this is going somewhere. I'm getting back to it. Yeah. What I'm going to be doing is creating a huge amount of content right? We're going to have hours and hours and hours and hours of video with loads of key ideas. And so for me, I don't want to write a book. I'm not an author. I can write up to a point, but I can't write a book. And I don't think I've got the attention span. So what I was doing in the previous one, frankly, is I had a ghostwriter working with me to write it. Um, so it's my, you know, I don't have a problem with that. It's my content. Yep. He's good at writing. Why not? So, um, so if this all takes off, as I'm hoping it will, almost certainly I'll do the same again. And I will just say, like, there's a whole load of content. Talk to me as well and, and go forth and write it. And, you know, three, three months later, I'll have a book. So, Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no, the whole idea of writing a book is, is worth many episodes in its own right. So, yeah, parking the, the book thing there. But I love to, uh, and I really appreciate you sharing your experience with, with the book uh, experience that you have had so far. So, perfect. Ivan, does any question at all spring to mind? I'm not... I don't want to put in the Not right now, but I just want to say I love your efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I learned that. I, I'm a chemical engineer by training. I've got a master's in chemical engineering. So um, the way I think is, actually, I think it's quite suited to entrepreneurship because so many entrepreneurs hold on to their thing too tightly and try and do too much. And I'm like, I think I'm inherently fairly lazy as well. So I, I really like the idea of delegating. That's pretty, I, well, no, I'm not lazy. I'm <laughs> I am good at what I'm good at. Yeah, I'm good at what I'm good at, and I don't like what I'm not good at. So, just get rid of it. You know, like get a cleaner, get a gardener. I've got a robot lawnmower. You know, get, um, you know, get, uh, get all that stuff off my plate and don't bore me. You know, let's uh, let's let's keep moving fast. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We we were went to a program. Uh, it's actually four years ago now. It's crazy how time fly by. Right. Uh, have you heard about a guy called Roger Hamilton? Who, sorry? Roger Hamilton. Uh, it's okay about... if you haven't. He was working with Daniel early on in his career. So he's kind of okay. like a mentor to Daniel. Anyway, we went to, to Bali and uh, as, as part of that, we met so many people who were very much at the, the point where they understood that they've been spending so many years in a position or positions they didn't really like uh, and yeah. haven't played to their strength. And that's yeah. so common. And to do what you said, 
to do what you like. And I'm very much in favor of that as well. And that's something I try to get to the, the, the boys as well. So Ivan has been working today. I'm super pleased and delighted that he's out working when he's 16. So we can see what it works, what is work looking like in reality. Uh, and also trying to show him a work, a job that he wouldn't like to have for life either. Without talking about <laughs> what it is, Ivan, uh, what, what are some of the experience from, from people who are in that workspace? Because they will never listen to this podcast anyway. anyway. Well, I don't think they... Don't, don't, don't badmouth, but yeah. No, no, but I don't, <laughs> they, I don't think they enjoy it particularly much. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they, they feel that they probably have wasted their time and they're just kind of stuck there. Although, yeah. although I mean, some people just don't have the guts to just take the next giant leap. Yeah. And I think it's it's more it's more of that. I think they're pretty comfortable and they just found found a comfortable place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking about the education now, since Ivan is here, we also have some younger listeners as well. Education at university versus like the entrepreneurial route or something else. You have taste a bit of both. Um. Yeah. So is that a question? Um, uh, the it's a very vague statement. That you can play with. Um, I mean, late, late. You know, later on, we we homeschooled our kids for a couple of years because their school fell apart, and it wasn't for a particular massively ideological reason. Some people homeschool for you know all sorts of different reasons. Yeah. But we did. I did quite like the idea, and I wasn't that impressed with state education. You know, state. So so often, you know, I'm sure you've had this as a parent when you go in to see the teacher, and they go. Yeah, nothing to worry about about your daughter. She's doing fine. And you're like, I'm not paying you to teach her fine. I'm not paying you to kind of keep her within these average parameters. I want you to skyrocket her and reach her potential. I'm not worried about, I'm not interested in fine. Fine's rubbish. You know, if you want to live an average life, get an average education. You know, I don't want an average education. So I think the the I think that's the problem with state education uh, and and mass education in general it it's yep. just engenders everybody gets kind of an average and uh, who wants to be average you know so I've got my daughter reading um, four hour work week seven habits of highly effective teens success principles for teens how old, how old? sorry how old is your daughter it's got fourteen yeah absolute legend. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean we moved to where we are because i read seven habit uh sorry because i read uh four hour work week yeah uh, you know and we kind of thought why are we living in this really expensive place we could you know location arbitrage i can do this from anywhere and so we're for the same money we're renting a house that's twice the size and i can see in fact i don't know if you're going to use this but do you want to see the view go for it yes please okay. we like good views don't like me anymore you might not like me anymore if you see the view so uh, you know this is this is this is for our work week in in uh, in action, right? That's our, this is a view out of our front door. Perfect. Wow. Perfect. Which uh, which really part of the country? Because it doesn't see your profile. I can't remember where you're where you're based. Uh, down in Devon. Yeah, Devon. Yeah, yeah. I like Devon. No, it's nice. Uh, you know, South Coast. So I mean, it's just you know we're kind of spoiled for living anywhere else now. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, you know, the idea that you can live the life you want, you build the business you want uh, and live where you want. I mean, it's just amazing. It's uh, And so my my, my definition, so anybody who's feeling a bit comfortable but kind of a bit about their job, I, I literally wrote down the def 
before I had the idea for my next job, I wanted it to be, I, I've always wanted it to be location independent. Yeah. Was do something that really scales. Um, uh, that, you know, I can do the bit I like something I really like. And now I've added that I can run it from my hammock with my smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. Have you come across, do you listen to podcasts usually? Um, I am not a big podcast listener, actually. I, I should get into it more. I'm quite a big audiobook listener. Yeah, I listen to a lot, a lot of audiobooks. I, I, I was looking at my list, a huge number of audiobooks. I'm a big fan of Audible, uh, both personal development and fiction. Yeah, um, historic well, fiction. Just try the first out of those two. Uh, but uh, I'm obsessed. Uh, there's a podcast legend out there. His name is John Lee Dumas, and he was one of the absolutely very first people to start a, a, a podcast for entrepreneurs. Uh, okay. There wasn't one which was producing entrepreneur podcast content on a daily basis. So he has launched one. We had on him also on, on, a, on the earlier episode here. I uh, think I have actually listened to that episode on your, uh, cause I, uh, well, back he, I listened he, to it. He is a great, great example as well. Like uh, he found his passion. Uh, he built a business around it. Now he's living out in Costa Rica, uh, which for the U- U.S. listeners, they know that's a very favorable place to live if you've got income because you pay very little tax, if any. Uh, and the weather is quite nice. And he also showed very much around like, okay, life is good. And, yeah, he, yeah. and also he had also found his place and, and he's just enjoying, really. But as, as we also discussed pre this meeting, uh, yeah, you also need to have some money coming in as well. But you can very much position yourself in a place which is not so expensive. So another guy who's been on the podcast, he's stuck in Sri Lanka, but he's quite pleased about it. He spent $500 this, this last month while he made 70K. Fine. That's a good arbitrage. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, my, my youngest daughter, I think, would like to live in Fiji. Oh, okay. She's always going about Fiji. Never been to Fiji, but she's always mentioned Fiji. And uh, so she's a good example recently of... Uh, this idea of resourcefulness. And it really challenged me, actually, because uh, I find her, she's, lo- obviously, I love them, both my daughters, but my, my eldest daughter is very organized, and so my youngest daughter is sometimes a little bit flighty, quite creative, and, and uh, you know, depending on how I'm feeling, that can be a little, it can grate a little bit sometimes. And uh, the, probably because she's like me, right? <laughs> probably because she's like me. Um, and when I was looking at this whole kind of teen summer camp thing, uh, suddenly, oh, like, oh my goodness, I've got a teen expert. All that time was spent on TikTok. Yeah, now yeah. it's suddenly become super useful. I'm like, oh my goodness, you're the most useful thing in my life right now. And she came up with the name. She has been super helpful in lots of different ways. And now this, yeah, I've got this resource that I didn't know I had. Now I've become resourceful enough to use it. Yeah, cool. Cool. So, you're, so... So again, you're using your daughter by idea. <laughs> well, she, I didn't see her ability on TikTok. I saw it as a waste of time before, right? And now suddenly her ability on TikTok, I don't know anything about TikTok. I mean, I kind of get what it is. I mean, we, I saw them playing on it when it was musically way back. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really see how that was relevant to me. But now I'm running a summer camp for teens and I'm thinking, well, you guys could run the daily challenges, you know, make some mocktails and stick it on TikTok or, or Instagram or whatever, you can run that. Because I don't know, you know, I, I joined Instagram probably in the early days before anybody had heard of Instagram, but I never use it anymore. I was an early adopter on a lot of these things, but I, 
I kind of just use Facebook now, really. Uh, I've used LinkedIn as well on and off, but uh, I just mainly use Facebook now. So now I've got this amazing resource. Yeah. So you stick to your strengths and stick to your strengths and really, really stick to your strengths and don't believe all that rubbish at school that you've got to learn coastal erosion and if you don't know your French verbs that you're somehow useless. <laughs> uh, My uh, mum's a French teacher. And here's the student. Oh, no. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> There you go. So, oh, you, like, so you like French, but you know, if I I didn't, and uh, and that's fine. And I think the more you can really, I I don't think I've really plumbed the depths of that truth that you know focus. I've heard that for years, but I don't think I ever really properly believed it. I'm still getting my head around that, and I think that there's a lot more in that statement than it. It's really quite hard to believe because we're so ingrained by the state education system that says you've got to learn everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we have got a couple of standard questions. One is, what does the term invest in you mean to yourself? Um, I think, well, I think if I was going to give you any advice, I'd say read, 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 read. And just to give you an example, and I've heard this before, but it really has become true for me recently. So I read a book two years ago called The Lean Startup, uh, which is like how to start up a business, right? And I am now starting up a business. And that goes through this methodology. And the, th the second, first question is, you know, are you meeting somebody's need, really, you know, really meeting somebody? Is there really a need there? Second is, um, will people part with money to fix that need or to address that need? The third one is, will they part with money with you? Right. And that's a kicker. Right. And when I read that, I thought, or oh, when I listened to that again quickly on, you know, times one and a half speed two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, I was like, oh, my goodness, that's a really good point. So I very quickly put together an advisory board. I thought I've got I, I know I can deliver this thing. I know I can create, but I can't prove it. Right. So very quickly, I thought, right, how can I prove it? I'm going to bring together an advisory board to so those two. I read two words two years ago and those two words in a book that I paid for two years ago might make the difference between this, my whole business being a success or a failure. So that's a pretty good return on, on my, that investment, you know, for two words. So you imagine what all the other words would do as well, you know, pretty good use of the stories in your uh, mind, the uh, console as well. Yeah. I like the concept yeah. of books because you're basically taking the best ideas from one person that they worked on for really long and just stealing all of them and putting yeah. them in their brain. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, and that, the, the number of people that build a business, and they start with the wrong thing, they build it, and they build it, and they build it, and they build it, and then I hope somebody will buy it. Yeah, um, yeah which is totally the wrong way around to do it. So, uh, uh, just to give, you know, to give you some context, I hadn't got, I hadn't even thought of this idea just over two weeks ago. Right, I've now got a website. I've got about four or five hundred leads. Um, I've got an advisory board. Uh, and I'm launching in two weeks, right? So, you know, it's a it, uh, good one. Yeah, so uh, here's one question that we also ask people, and we always get different answers. What has been your favorite office? So some people have worked at the beach, some had worked at home. We have all kinds of different. So which has been your favorite? Oh, that's interesting. Um, well, can I, give two, can I give two answers? Yes. Okay. So one is my hammock. Uh, definitely, I love uh, you know at the top of the garden. I've got a hammock between two apple trees, and 
you know, I love being on phone calls in there because I just feel so ridiculously smug, frankly, because I can just picture the person I'm talking to somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, you know, and I'm I'm like, if you could only see. And if I'm really mean, I'll actually show them. Uh, and if I'm not feeling mean, I won't tell them. But they go, what's that noise? And it's like, oh, it's just the wind in the trees, you know. Um, so that's one, definitely. Um, and then the other one, probably the bizarre one is, yeah, when I was working with IBM doing all the Second Life stuff, uh, I was creating all these online worlds and that kind of, in a sense, was my office. And that's a pretty cool place. It was pretty weird sort of environment to spend a lot of time in. Um, you know, you sort of get people coming up to you dressed as robotic dragons and all, all kind of manner of different things. And these are your work colleagues, you know, it's kind of a bit uh, a bit odd. So uh, that, that was pretty cool. That's good. That's that's also up there. So that's that's great show. Uh, we do know. I kind of like touch upon it briefly. What's your main focus at the moment? And uh, we we have a code name here, and we call it September Ready Go. That's right. That's right. So uh, so I alluded to it earlier on. So um, yeah. So I'm building this online summer camp uh, for teens. Got loads of fantastic people on board. Um, I've just kind of been overwhelmed by the, the response. I've, and I, I, you know, I've done with this lean startup methodology, I have talked to so many people. I've, you know, talked to a mum uh, in uh, America to earlier on today just to find out, you know, what's, is this really true? You know, what's her pain points and so on? Um, just here, and also just hearing how she articulates it. And everybody you talk to just comes up with some other thing that you hadn't thought of. It's really, really helpful. I spoke to another potential partner. Uh, who might be doing some moderation uh, for content moderation and so on to keep teens safe? Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm really really excited about that. And uh, my my goal is to uh, really scale it. My goal, I'd love to get five thousand teens on there. It would be fantastic if we create a a movement of motivated teens. And uh, I, there's two other uh, some other very special people I've invited to be part of it. Uh, which is you guys, and so very kindly, uh, you guys have uh, agreed to to take part. Maybe to because one of the things uh, I want to include a little bit about. Not it's not primarily about entrepreneurship, but uh, both with my teams, as we've said, um, and with other teams. You know, if you're creating creating a group of people who are motivated, fired up, and uh, well, that sounds to me like an entrepreneur. So you know, and I think the way we know whatever happens if if teams can be resilient and reinvent themselves and all the constantly reinvent themselves all the changes that are coming down the line um you know then they're going to be they're going to do well so uh, i'd love to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship so you know obviously that's something that's very dear to your heart you know this podcast is called invest in you yeah. um and i think to, for you frederick as well to talk we're going to be talking to parents and supporting parents so i'd love to uh get you talking to parents about how to help your team think that way and maybe even how to be that way yourself. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and can you remember when we did the training, uh, fund learning start earning in London uh, a couple of years ago, mixed like parents and teens in the same room. Yeah. You remember that? Uh, oh yeah. That yeah. was cool. That was cool. Yeah. So what, what can, can you just share one idea there that, that uh, Kevin can use? Uh, parents and teens can sometimes, learn together or one idea well, one, one thing that we that we took once again um, taking knowledge from other people which was really good um, the best thing one of the best things that we had from uh, iLab in Bali with Roger Hamilton 
was this whole finding your niche and your personality kind of stuff. And that was the uh, wealth dynamics. So we did a, a wealth dynamics test with them and explained these different like energies. And it sounds silly, but actually like every person I've seen, like it just fits perfectly. It's like a really properly working model. Yeah, which is so much around finding your strengths. So, for example, yourself, uh, probably a lot more on, on the detailed uh, side, like you said, you work with IBM and so on. So, there, there are certain things that wouldn't fit your norm, normal profile and so on and so forth. So, and another thing was, another advice maybe for, the, for this uh, program that you're about to launch is all around having someone to coach the thinking of the team. What do I mean by that? So, like guided thinking really try to help them to find out what they want so actually in in the room one of the teams completely surprisingly to his dad figured out he actually wanted to work with space technology oh wow right. and, and he never ever told his dad that and we are looked at in just a couple of minutes and so yeah just another thing like you don't know what you don't know about yourself or your children yes yeah yeah uh, in fact on on this program one thing i would love to have i, I have debated whether to do it over four weeks or two, because some parents told me that it's going to be a hard sell doing it over four weeks. And, and the idea is to have it quite low level. So it's, you know, it's not too intensive. And so if you miss a couple of days, it doesn't matter too much. You know, you can dip in and out. And, um, but also that then there's loads of bonus stuff on top so that if you want to do a deeper dive or do extra stuff or do all the challenges and stuff, there's loads of stuff you can do, but you don't have to. That's not really what you're paying. You're paying for this, and then we're over-delivering loads of other stuff that are optional uh, as well. Um, what was my point? What were we talking about? I've, <laughs> I've lost my thread. That's, that's perfectly fine. So you kind of alluded to, like, the best place to find you, you mentioned before was, you mentioned Facebook, LinkedIn, some as well. Uh, and we will, of course, link to the, the website for, for this program, and we will link to the TEDx presentation as well. Where can people find you easiest if they'd like to connect or anything after this podcast? Um, probably on Facebook or LinkedIn, uh, so Kevin Ayres, A-I-R-E-S. Uh, or if you want to visit the, the website, it's uh, septemberreadygo.com. Excellent, excellent. Any last thoughts, Simon? Well, you seem like a very dedicated individual. individual. And dad. And dad. <laughs> Good luck with your stuff. And keep Thank going. you. Perfect. Thank you. You see, you, you seem a very switched-on teen. So I'd love to, uh, you know, I monitor you, yours and Charlie's progress under uh, Frederick's expert uh, guidance. Um, yeah, interesting to see what you do. Any you. any last final words for the very global audience we have? Can you have anything at all, Kevin? Um, I think I was I was like the phrase uh, from Mark Zuckerberg. I know he's changed it a bit, which he's now made it really boring. I think we should have stuck to the original one, which is move fast and break things. Like that. And on that note, uh, everyone who's been listening from all over the world, feel free to, of course, connect with any of us of this uh, podcast. You may want to share it with other people because if it helped you, it might help someone else. And uh, good luck applying some of the ideas. So until next time, all the best. Thanks, guys. Thank you.